and welcome to Guns and Devils, another exciting edition. But we're here anyway. I'm your host, Carl Pierce, and with me, as always, is the Ramsdale to my Bruno. It's Liam. Hello, Liam. I feel pretty. I feel pretty and pretty and gay. Hello, Carl. Oh, well, what a lovely fantastic Davis is wouldn't you agree yeah yeah uh fully agree oh man so um yeah is there has, has there been any football happening today not that I can think of no no I I, I don't think so <laughs> but um no yeah but so it was one of his rare occasions when we had um a guns and devils derby it is yeah yeah um, and um <laughs> and that's the end of the podcast, everybody. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> oh, it's been a big, it's been a big week for both of us, hasn't it? Though? It has, in a in a sense, yeah. More, perhaps more for you than than us, because uh, you've seemed to have recovered your form a little bit. Yeah, we, we were absolutely useless versus Southampton, and suddenly we end up winning against Chelsea. Um, you do seem to have good form against Chelsea just lately, though, don't you? So, um, yeah. that's perhaps giving you the boost you needed just when you needed it. I think we, um, I think, I think we got quite lucky to be honest. Um, I mean, the, their defense was pretty shocking, and obviously, there's some other external factors around the club, which I mean, there's not really a lot of players. You know, I mean, there's not going to be a lot of fans in 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 the crowd, which probably helped us a little bit as well. Yeah, they they can't really sell tickets or something, can they? Due to the restrictions, mm. it's all a bit it's all a bit up in the air at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, because I think but, I think both of us watched the game, and the Arsenal fans just were so much louder than the Chelsea fans. That I can't help but feel mm. that that was definitely a factor. But um, you know, you, they could be part owned by. Uh, Arsenal fan Lewis Hamilton so you know perhaps you'll get more wins in the future if that happens <laughs> yeah how, how on earth did that happen <laughs> well, well if it did happen that mean yeah yeah but, um you know stranger things stranger things all of a sudden all of Chelsea's best players uh, are at Arsenal for, for cheap prices <laughs> yeah and I mean bad news more bad news for Chelsea today now that Apparently, Rudiger is actually officially leaving. Apparently um, so, yeah. He's in uh, talks with Robert Madrid, apparently. Keep hearing yeah. different things, but that does look like his most likely destination. Which is an absolutely huge loss. Like, my God, what, mm. what a player he's been for them. Yeah, um, definitely. Mystery why Frank never played him, but, you know. Yeah, that, that, that's just Frank, isn't it, really? You know, he always makes some odd unusual decisions mm. but uh you you must have been pleased with that win as it was was it 4-2 was it in the end that match? yeah 4-2 yeah we kind of um rode our luck at some points defensively which i mean <clears throat> definitely didn't happen today at all um but i, I think you, attacking wise you always so, need a better look against the top teams though don't you oh yeah absolutely and i mean uh, we kind of scrapped through it which is always a good quality to have you know when you're not playing well it's always good to still get a result. And um, it, just, it just looks a lot more comfortable from the scoreline than it actually was. <laughs> um, but no, it's, um, I mean, suddenly the top four is back on after it seems like 
we were absolutely crashing out of it. Um, I mean, I, I didn't think in any world, in any dimension that we would beat Chelsea. So, well, yeah, I mean, it looked like it was going to be Tottenham's, but then they lost a, a silly match, didn't they? So Yeah, and, and today they play against um, Brentford. You know, which you know, Christian a fight. yeah, yeah. I mean, they had a really good win against Chelsea not so long ago, and they're they're fighting for survival. So you just never know in these games. No, no game mm. is a given in the Premier League nowadays, unless you're playing against Manchester United. Yeah, or ever. Oh wait. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, speaking of United, you played Liverpool, your your old rivals. Mm-hmm. Um, w- would you say it was an improvement from the game early in the season? Uh, no, I think it was pretty much, much the same, to be honest. Uh, I think it was one of those cases where we were beaten before we even got out on the pitch. I don't think they had any real belief we could win that game. And we played like, you know, we'd already lost it, basically. Mm. I mean, they are... I mean, I, I, there's no shame, you know, there's actually no shame losing to Liverpool. I mean, they, they are... Just no, no, they're, they're, uh, Liverpool and City are in a league of their own at the at the moment, and we did concede an early goal, which um, never helps. I mean, luckily that didn't happen to... Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, we'll, 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 we'll get on to that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, I mean, I think it's unfortunate. Because it's just one of those which I think, you know, it's one of those you have to, to just take the hit on. I mean, we, we did earlier, you know, I think it was in February or March. When we lost yeah, I mean, it, it, you can say it's no, um, um, you know, what's the word? Just... Well, you know, you know it's, no, it's no shame in it. No shame, that's the word I was looking for in loose football. But there is shame in our performance because they just, you know, we just didn't turn up. Pogba wasn't really trying and then he had to go off injured. He's probably played his last game for us now. Mm. Um, yeah, it was just really a, a poor performance. And, you know, Ronaldo couldn't play. And I'd like to offer my condolences to him and his family for uh, what they've been going through the last week, which no parent mm. should ever have to go through. So it's truly, it. truly sad. And I'd like to offer props to both... Arsenal and Liverpool for uh, a minute's applause on the seventh minute of both games, which was a really nice touch. Yeah, from... yeah. It's, I mean, because I, I think I think a lot of teams would, but it's always just good to see it because you know it's 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 good that some fans still have the maturity to realise that there's more to life. Mm, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's so easy to get caught up in this, and you know, especially in rivalries. Um, but yeah, I mean. I I mean, well, I guess we might as well come onto it now, but he scored today. Yeah, I think first half he played really well. Second half, yeah. second half, uh, not so much. And I kind of felt we sort of gave up a little bit after the missed penalty, to be quite honest. It just, you just knew from there it wasn't going to be our day. Yeah, absolutely. It was, um, it was, one, it was a very, very strange game. So I think it kind of reminds me a little bit of when, when we played, you know, when we went to Old Trafford early in the season, you know, we started really well and then small little mistakes kind of started creeping into our game and especially building from the back and being quite negative. I think we really let you back into it. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I know our form hasn't been great, but we've still got quality players, mm. uh, especially going forward. Perhaps 
defensively we're left wanting and that's something that obviously the new manager that sort of thing that's happened this week and you know Ten Hag uh, did look likely but it has been announced he has signed a contract to join us next season as a new manager and he's going to have to look at everything not just from um, you know players that need to be um, replaced but also the coaching the 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 coaching for defending can't be there because they're just so bad I mean they're they're, at, they're just not even in position half the time I mean I know it wasn't purely Delat's fault the first goal because Varane was kicking at thin air but he was completely out of position he was you know the the mm. your your player was a lot more alert to what was happening than than Delat was and got in and scored you know, none of our nobody in our defence covered themselves in glory for that first goal. And that's been happening a lot this season. It's been a big problem conceding early goals and that's something, you know, we've got to sort out. We've got to get the right players in and got to get the and gotta get the coaching right as well. Mm. I, I have to be honest, I think you look worse than you did than you do than you did under Ollie, to to be completely honest. Well, the defence was never this bad. Oh, I don't know. I think it was pretty poor, but the fact is that Ragnet for how he wants to attack, he's playing Delot and Talas, where at least Ollie stuck with one Bisker and um Luke Shaw, although one Bisker's find a bit wanting when it comes to going forward, he's mm. he's always solid defensively. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think, you know, when Bisco's there for you've been there a couple of seasons and he hasn't really come on. So that does make me wonder about Ollie's coaching methods. It's not just the results on the pitch you have to look at as well. But you know, a lot of these a lot of these youngsters weren't you know, they're not nobody was improving under a stewardship, were they? They were either standing mm. still or in either standing still or in some cases going backwards. Yeah, I think that definitely is the case. I mean Rashford by now probably should be a world-class player. Mm. Um, And I mean, even today, there's just some really basics. I mean, Varane is the one that surprised me. I I don't know how he didn't clear that first ball away. I mean, Zavara's getting the tap in. Like you said, I mean, that probably should have got there. It's just a, you're just standing still. I mean, even saw it for the disallowed goal that led to the penalty. Your players just stood completely still and just let Nketiah score. Um, yeah, it was. They seem to think, it, you know, it's all right thinking it might be offside or something. But you, you got to carry on playing to the whistle, not just come to a standing stop because you think it should be a foul or offside. And then, and it was really strange because they ruled the goal out for offside, but then gave a penalty. I mean, they might as well have just given the the goal after five mm-hmm. minutes of effing about. But yeah, brilliant. So I think- Brilliant, so, yeah. penalty, brilliant penalty by uh, Saka, by the way. Who's, mm. I think some while he's obviously been um, improved, you play, you know, practicing penalties in, in training and whatnot after what happened for England. So it's really brave for him to sort of step up to the plate. And, and, yeah, you, you know, tell he really wanted it. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I guess we might as well come on to, I mean, there's a lot of decisions in this game, like a lot um, so I think we'll start with the first penalty. Um, it's a very strange one. I mean, I don't really, I don't really know what um, Tellez is doing on um, on Saka. I mean, he does, he does catch him a little bit, but I, I, I mean, I think it's a little weak. 
but in the end, maybe it's a penalty. What, what, what do you think about that decision? Uh, it, it probably was a penalty, to be fair. Perhaps a bit, it might be a bit harsh, but as you say, I don't know what Tellus was doing, and he did bundle the player over. So gives him a, a, a decision, doesn't it? To mm. make, doesn't he? Yeah, but I suppose it's just one of those. Um, and then <laughs> I don't know how this was not given. Cedric in our box, crawling on all fours, doing his best Phil Jones impression, and uh, he bats the ball away with his hands. Um, I mean, he's falling over, he's crawling, but I, I, I don't know. I don't even know how VAR did not even look at this. No, it's I, I don't either. It's a strange one. Yeah, very odd. Um, and then there's some other decisions. What did I you do... think of the the Cedric handball? I mean, I know he was falling, but his, his arm clearly stopped the ball from going oh, that's to what, another that's what I was talking United. About. Oh, I thought you had about a different one, sorry. No, 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 no. That's what I'm talking about. Like him, he was falling over and crawling towards the ball. Um, I, I think that was... I think that, that could have easily been given. as a, I, I could kind of understand why it wasn't given, but um, it's... Um, the thing is, like, for that kind of, you have to go to... It him. could have easily been given as well. That's the trouble. But as as we'll get to, we'd have probably have missed it anyway. So <laughs> what think, could yeah, you yeah, do? You have to go to the monitor for that, though, surely. I don't know. It's a bit funny with this monitor business, isn't it? I mean, they go and it's got to be a clear and obvious error, and then not all referees will go to the monitor, and then some will and some mm. won't. It's um, I don't know. I think they need they need firmer guidelines or laws on VAR. Still, it's been better. Though. It's been, it has been better than us. Yeah. last season at and least <laughs> at least they're not slowing the game down quite as much and they're being a bit more sensible with um what they you know what they what they rule out for offside and and whatnot it felt like the last season goals have been ruled out for offside because like an in, uh, a millimeter of your shirt was over the line or or whatever mm. Although we saw we saw an example of that in this game, um, the ball came over top to Cristiano Ronaldo, and he slots it away, and he's 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 waved offside. But it's it's very, it was a lot tighter than I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he, Ronaldo even realised how tight it was because he seemed to shrug and didn't even bother celebrating like he he expected it to be offside. So. So I don't know. That was a bit of an odd one as well, in a sense, because it seemed yeah. so cut and dry. And then when it went to the VAR screen and the lines, it it all of a sudden, as you say, looked a lot tighter. It, it looked like they were touching, which usually means it's offside. I mean, you know, they have this down to theoretically a science. So I, it's, it's, it's an odd one. I mean, I assume they made the right decision, but my God, I, <laughs> it was mighty close. Um, but um, yeah, my God. And then, so it, like you said earlier, I think this is the turning point of the match. So you get a penalty. Um, first of all, do you, do you think it was? Do you think it was a penalty? Well, um, I think it was. Yeah, it was bundled. It was bundled over. I I mean for the um, for the handball for the um, Fernandez penalty. Sorry. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. Oh, oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It might be a bit, but it might be a tiny bit harsh, perhaps. But sometimes, they, sometimes they get given, sometimes they don't. It's if your hands in the air, what they call an unnatural position, then it does normally get given. If it's yeah. sort of, if your hands are sort of 
down by your side, then then normally it doesn't get given. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a stupid rule, but they're being kind of consistent with it. Mm. I mean, I think I think it's uh, this season or last season, this very similar one happened to Eric Dyer. And I think if that one gets given, I think this one probably should. Um, there's very odd. So, so I want you to take me through your experience with with, with, um, with the penalty that Fernandez took. Well, at first I was shocked that it wasn't Ronaldo taking it because he'd already scored. And he has seemed to have been more our normal penalty taker this season. And I just thought... For some reason, I just had this feeling he was going to mess. I thought, why isn't Ronaldo taking it? And he's just going to mess, isn't he? And he did it at the post. It was so it was so obvious he was going to mess. Maybe it's because I do get quite um, sort of pessimistic over these things. But mm. I, I don't know. It was just a feeling I had. And normally I'm right on these feelings. <sighs> For someone who's you was so good at penalties last season, I don't know how you could fuck it up this badly. Well, I see that happening. I saw Cantona do it once actually. He 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 sent the keeper the wrong way and took it so casual and it it bounced off the post. It might have been against Leeds. I can't remember because we're going back. Because you know we're going we are going back twenty odd twenty odd years <laughs> if Cantona was playing. Yeah, see, I think this was last year. I've watched uh, I've watched a lot of football since then, so my memory's not brilliant, but it's always stood out because you know, he took it you know, he said the goalkeeper was the wrong way and took it so casual and uh, he hit the post. But again, like a lot of the players, Bruno's form hasn't been brilliant, probably because he hasn't had the midfield support he needed. And I do wonder how different our season might have been if we'd have got that DM we all knew we needed. Mm. Would we have played better? Would he have helped shield the defence and maybe might have been papering over some of the cracks, but some of our performances might have been better. And perhaps not getting a DM has cost uh, the the board and the Glazers a hell of a lot money, more money than it would have to just to actually have splashed out on one in the first place. Yeah, it's, I mean, I mean, I think if you get, if you got someone like Tuchimeni or Gravenberch or even Kamavinga this mm. summer, it's, it's interesting to think how different a position you could have been in. Because, I mean, you know, Ollie probably would have stayed on if your form mm. improved. You know, you might not have felt you need to go with Tan Hag. You know, I mean, hey, you might, even, you might have even got four. Well, I think if, if results were, weren't as bad, we probably would have stopped with Ali. I think the board wanted to. That's why they let him get away with a, a string of bad results. But the Watford one was the straw that broke the camel's back. You can't really... Was it 5-1 against Watford? You can't, you can't lose like that to Watford. I think it was 4-1. After, after a string of bad results. I mean, if, it, if that had been a one-off, he would have been all right. But it's like, you know, we got drugged by Liverpool and uh, a bunch of other teams mm. along the way. And performances just weren't weren't there. And again, it's all been down to defence. You know, the players have been so bad, but I think it comes down to the coaching as well as the players' performances. Because... Especially under Ali, they just didn't seem to know where they sh- who they should be marking or where they should be, and they were struggling to get back in position because they were trying to, you know, cause when they were from going forward, and it was just a mess and all over the place. Yeah, I think I think you definitely saw, I think you saw the best and the worst of Man United today. I mean, for a while it looked like you were really going to 
I mean, it looked like you were going to win, to be honest, and you just somehow didn't put away your chances. Yeah, score that, score that penalty, and we might have gone on to win, but we missed mm. the penalty, and then you went and scored a third, and uh, and and that was it. Yeah, and I mean, it's a brilliant third. I mean, so there's a, there's a brief claim for a handball in your penalty area. Mohamed Elneny passes it to Xhaka, and from around about 30 yards out, he just smashes it into into the corner. And Granite Xhaka goes crazy, and he goes into the mm. crowd. I mean, like you were saying about United, we sort of saw the best and worst of Granite Xhaka as well today. Mm. He had a couple of his normal silly challenges but then you know he he pulled out a, a great strike out of his locker if he could just sort of grow up a bit and keep his discipline he'd be a really good player absolutely i mean some of his passing today was fantastic as well mm. i mean he, he was a big part of that first goal his he was cro- crossing it in he was passing it out to saka he's a really really fantastic player um and yeah, it was it was a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde performance. I think this was one of his better ones. I mean, he I mean he won us the game, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll go along. I mean, if these days if he's not getting sent off, you've got to put it down as a better performance. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I mean, I'm surprised that no one was sent off in this game because there was quite a few. Mm. I was I was quite surprised that Tommy didn't get a yellow when he went all sort of WWE. It's like he was trying to go for a roll-up pin, wasn't it? That was bizarre. Yeah, and, and Bruno Fernandez, I think there was a, there was a shot which we could have maybe got a red card later on, or mm. a bit of a high challenge. But it's one of those that I can I can I can let it slide because I think he gets like that because he's frustrated because the way the yeah. game was going. So at least. At least he's showing a bit of passion. At least he showed a lot more guts and guile than they did against Liverpool. Because perhaps they, they believed this was a winnable match, and it perhaps was. Where against Liverpool, they obviously had no belief, and mm. they they just didn't turn up. Now the last few games, they probably won't turn up because fourth has gone. So, and uh, I mean, do you think Ralph Ragnar gets a bit of unfair? Dick for his coaching. I mean, there's only so much an interim can do. He was, you know, he was able to bring in a few of his own staff, but he's basically mm-hmm. got to work with what Ollie left behind, which clearly wasn't very good. I mean, a set pieces. You know, we need new, we need new um, coaches, set pieces as well. Cause we've only scored a few handful of goals, maybe two or three. Uh, from set pieces, mm. possibly two from corners. We went a massive spell about scoring for for corners. It became a bit of a thing in in the media and that, and it was a bit embarrassing when you you know you're, you're supposed to be a top tier team and you can't score from corners or free kicks or anything. So all that you know, there's a there's a lot. I mean, a lot of people. I see a lot of people trying to defend that. Oh, shouldn't have sacked him because the um, you know what we see in the pitch isn't better, but um, it, it's more than that. It, it's the whole the whole coaching and 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 everything. As I said earlier in the podcast, players aren't developing. Yeah. Mm. And it's big with him. Pe- yeah, it's um, you know I think 
when he was questioned about tactics, he said, oh, I don't always worry too much about tactics, so just let send the players out there and let them do their thing. And <laughs> you might be able to get away with that at Mould or whatever in a in a farmer's league in Norway, but you've got to do a bit better than that if you expected to win trophies in the Premier League and, and in Europe. Yeah. I mean, when I look at the team, your your team today, I think a lot of your chances came down to our mistakes to be honest rather than I mean you, you set some very decent tracks well like you say that but out. you've you've got to you've got to play and make the other team make mistakes though you don't just make mistakes true because oh, yeah, we're walking true. I mean if we were walking it around like we were at Anfield you'd have probably have had an easy day uh Alanga again showed that um He's definitely one for the future, and hopefully, with the right coach, and he can come along. I'd have had, I'd have had no confidence under Raleigh that he would come along, looking that other players haven't. He so, absolutely had Nuno Tavares today. He had yeah, number of he's so quick when he, you know, you've seen that against other teams. He's so quick that when he's on the ball, he, he really worries defenders because they can't keep up with him. Tavares could get nowhere near him when he when he decided to roll off the ball. And I, I think he dispossessed Tavares an awful lot. Mm. Um, I mean, there's there's a few players for us which I think really struggled playing out the back. El Nene was so negative and he kept passing it backwards. Which when you're trying to pass out from the back, keep going backwards. <laughs> it kind of is against everything you kind of want. And then Tavares gets caught so many times by mm. an angry and um, you know in possession um and i think he had some decent moments in the game but yeah i was very surprised but um i mean I, yeah i think you definitely had your moments where you made it difficult for us playing out for the back and i think he, he, i think you set some really decent tra- traps yeah but the the trouble was even though we i think we had a bit more possession and a bit more attacking especially before the third goal but every time you came forward we weren't taking our chances and every time you came forward you looked like scoring because mm. our defensive is so poor and also talking about your poor sort of defensive even Ramsdale made a long characteristic mistake when he tried to find Odegaard and it went straight to Bruno Fernandes only a last ditch tackle by Gabriel stopped uh, Stopped to goal, so as you mm. say, you did, you did, as you rightly said, you did ride your luck at times. But on on the flip side, I'm not as angry as I would be as about a three-one defeat because if you don't take your chances and your defending is so poor, you you deserve to lose games. Oh, absolutely, and I mean, I think when you take risks as well, and there's always a chance that they don't come off. And I mean, we saw that a lot today from both teams, you know. It's, it's, it's an odd one. Yeah, I mean, Ramsdale's passing is a bit worrying at some points. But, um, yeah, I, <laughs> what a weird bloody game. Yeah, but it was inter- it was entertaining to watch. And oh, absolutely. From my, you know, my point of view, it was nice to see Man United actually turning up and putting in a proper performance on like, the Liverpool game, which was just horrible to watch because we were just never, we were never in it. Yeah, I think I think something I realised is that we look a lot more organised and looks like we have patterns of play when we're attacking um, compared to you. Well, to be fair, we, we I think Ronaldo and Alanga combined really well at some points actually. Mm. In fairness, um, and I think that's a positive for you going forward. Um, I keep seeing you know, I keep seeing a lot of reports that Ten Hag wants him out, but surely 
I know he's 37, but surely no manager would not want to have Ronaldo for even a season. Surely to Christ. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just it's one of those things that it, you want what's best for the team, I suppose. But I mean, you think that if you can get something out of Haller, you could get something out of Ronaldo. Hmm. Um, I mean, they're very, in some ways, they're kind of quite similar players. So it wouldn't surprise me if Ronaldo stays. But again, you might, I mean, if he wants, to, if he wants to stay, that is. But you might need him for that season because I find it hard to believe all the players that are are going to leave that you're going to fill every every hole. Yeah, but I mean, I just we, don't know. I mean, you have two strikers who aren't going to play for you next season in Cavani and Greenwood, mm. losing a third. And I mean, potentially a fourth if Rashford goes. We don't know what's ha- happening with him either, or, Ma- or even Martial. There's a lot of uncertainty with your squad. Yeah, well, it just shows you how good Martial is because Seville don't want him. So he, he is going to come <laughs> back, but whether we'll be able to get a, a sale for him. But if he wants to stay, he's going to have to improve. But again, mm. was that all? was that all down to him? Because... You know, he had a really good season where he scored 20 odd goals for us. And then again, like so many players, he he just stood still and eventually started going backwards because I just don't believe the value of the coaching was there to get the best out of players. And even Ragnar said that the the training sessions were so light. And I think that a lot of the players were complaining they the training sessions were intense enough, but then it went the other way, and they thought Ragnit was too intense. But it might, <laughs> but it might have just seemed like that because Sancho had been letting them have it so easy. So I don't know. But it's, it has been a, it has been a mess. But Tenag does seem the sort of person who can sort of put things right and start turning things around. But it might, it might take a season or two, depending on who who we can get in and how quick players are willing to adapt to his methods. Mm. But do you think if you get fourth, um, Arteta has been a success this season and deserves more time? I think so. I mean, even if we don't get fourth, I think we definitely have improved in pretty much every aspect. I mean, obviously we're not, we're not at a level of Chelsea or, you know, Liverpool or Man City yet, but, I think we're we're in the conversation for the fourth best team in the country. He's building a he's building a good young team. I think unlike Ali, he seems to have a clear vision of what he wants. You know mm. what he wants and what he wants to build. But I do find it concerning that you go through captains like I go through socks. Yeah, I mean, well, he's. I mean, what I know, I know. I think captains' importance might be overstated in teams, but still, you know, it, you, 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 how many cap? You've had about three captains this season, haven't you? Yeah, yes. It's not a good. It's not. It's not a great look. Luckily, it doesn't seem to have affected you too much. But maybe that was part of the reason. Your form dipped a little bit after the international break. There seems to be a bit of unease with Lacazette now. I mean, you had Abbebayor. He he wanted to go so bad that he he paid for himself to go to Barcelona. <laughs> and <laughs> after all that fed up of him, they just said if, they just terminated his contract and said, if you yeah, if you want to sign for her, if you can do. And then Lacazette, you gave the captaincy to Lacazette, and there seems to be something going on on there so it's been handed to Odegaard and I think that could be I think that could prove to be a good decision actually but yeah I don't know it just 
He seems to fall out with players somehow, Arteta. I mean, the Lacazette thing isn't... Personally, I don't think it's a huge issue. I mean, he's coming to the end of his contract. Yeah, he out, I think... He's out for two games with COVID. I think may, maybe it's a case that um, Arteta's made it clear because he wants a younger team that Lacazette isn't in his long-term plans and maybe the relationship's sort of broken from there. Yeah. And I mean, you have to say, if you've been watching Arsenal... He has been slowly getting a bit more ineffective, you know, these these last mm. few games that he has played. So, I mean, it is a good decision. I mean, he's not he's, he's not even a permanent captain. He's a very hot and cold player. I mean, when he's on form, he he, he he's good and he's scoring goals, but it's very few and far between. It's, he'll he'll go through longer patches where he seems ineffective. Mm. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't there a lot today, but I thought Enketia actually played quite well. Um, yeah, I was quite impressed with him in this match. He looked quite sharp, but then it is easy to look good against our shite defence. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's two shite defences in a week. It was Chelsea and Man United. Oh my God. <laughs> but I mean, hey, it's looking good for him when he goes to Brighton or, or mm. wherever he goes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so next up, who, who, who's your next game? Um, I haven't really looked because I don't think it matters to be honest. <laughs> All right, well, actually, I'll, I'll, ask, I'll ask this: Do you feel a bit more positive after? Oh, Chelsea, uh, Chelsea on Thursday, so that's another defeat. Oh, it's an easy game <laughs> for Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, it could be a funny game because I don't think neither team have got a great deal to play for in the league. Uh, Chelsea are going to finish third, and we're not going to get fourth now, so. It might be a bit of a dead rubber, but I'd still fancy I'd still have to fancy Chelsea to to win that one. Yeah. Actually looking at your you actually have some quite tough fixtures ahead. You have Chelsea, you have Brentford, you have Brighton Brighton away, and then you're away at Crystal Palace as well. So Easy, I mean, easy. I mean did you here's a question. I mean, last season we finished out of Europe. There is a chance that you could lose these next four games and you might not even make Europe. Do you think that could be a good thing, potentially? Yeah, I'd rather, if it's such a rebuilding job, it might be beneficial if we don't finish, in the, we're not going to finish in the Champions League, that we miss out on Europe altogether just so we can concentrate um, getting our act together domestically. Yeah, Because I worried about Worrying about Champions League, uh, the way things are at the moment, it's like trying to run before you can walk, if that makes sense as an analogy. Mm. No, I know exactly. I mean, we, we might have quite a tough, a rude awakening when we get, if we do get Champions League. <laughs> I mean, that could be quite ugly. But, um, I mean, you know, I don't think, I don't think you really need to care about Europa Conference League, you know. No. I mean, what what a lot of good it did Spurs this season. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, it's I don't know. I mean, obviously it would be good money wise to get um, Europa League, but I don't know. I I suppose we'll see. But um, I I thought you played well today, and you should have got more from the game. So that's a positive, I suppose at least. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I didn't realize you'd finish. Sorry, I thought you were gonna say something else. Yeah, definitely. I think. Um, um, it was a better performance today, and we'll just have to see what the next few games bring. But I'm not going to hold my breath that we're going to get any better results. Yeah, I, I understand that. 
Um, so next we have West Ham away and then Leeds, and then we have North London derby. West Ham won't be an easy game. I mean, mm. they still have a chance to finish fourth, even if it's an outside chance, and they've been playing very well. So you just don't know. But 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 only good, only saving grace from that. I think for us is that they are Chelsea next, and then we have each leg of the Europa League um, semi-finals either side of our game. So there's a chance they might actually rest quite a few players. Yeah, you might do. So I mean, and it also Leeds after that could be a bit of trouble as well. But um, mm, I don't know. I wouldn't have thought Leeds would pose too much of a problem, but stranger things have happened. Yeah, I mean, you know, we just we just we're gonna have to see. It's getting interesting, you know. And later today, with that Spurs game, man, it, it's, it's getting really t- really tight to call. It is, it is. I, I think that May that May game against Spurs could be a crunch, could be a crunch game, to be honest. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I, I hope I hope it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope it is from a neutral's point of view. Yeah, that's true. Um, also, if I fun start to finish us off. Um, 30% of Xhaka's Premier League goals have come against Man United. Oh, well, fair play. He's a bit of a bogey player for us, Sam, clearly. Yeah. He, he, he loves an occasion, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> he loves to shout defence. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but Carl, it's been, it's been lovely. It's been lovely to talk to you. And uh, I've been very happy today. Yeah, yeah, it's been great talking to you. And I've been not so happy, but it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, Do you have any plugs you want to finish us off? Um, Yeah, you can find us at rogue underscore opinions on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at carl underscore fire 80 at um, Instagram and Twitter. And uh, you can check out all our other parts. You can check out our 501s that we've done. Uh, uh, Liam has gone against myself and um, Reese, wasn't it? Yeah, I got screwed, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so did I. And um, <laughs> yeah, uh, me and Scott talking about various different um, things. We've got a spy. We talked about No Way Home recently and the Batman film. So if you, you fancy mm. listening to our opinions on those, you can tune in to Pod It Ain't Easy. Uh, that's about it at the moment. All right. Um, I, I don't really have any plugs. I mean, the only plugs I have are in sockets and in my butt. So, um, <laughs> Knew that was coming. Yeah, of course. I, I had to. But um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm glad that I get to talk to you again. I know you were quite jealous after I, I podded with Reese. Um, oh, yeah, devastated. Yeah, but I mean, he, he's not going to listen to this, so fuck you, Reese. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you're going to listen to it, but I um, I read out his home address on the podcast. Um, <laughs> has it even gone out yet? I don't know, actually. He's uh, not. He's not. He's, he hasn't been too brilliant at getting them sent over to to be put up. So. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, may, may, maybe he's doing it on purpose. <laughs> but um, no, this, this has been not a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and I'm gonna now eat eat some food. <laughs> All right, you have your lunch, Liam. I, I know you get cranky when you you don't have your din dins. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you call it cranky, I call it horny. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see you soon, man. See ya. Bye, everybody. Bye.